cruise through your Saturday morning with Car Talk. Good morning, Cape Town. You're with me, Crystal Audison. It's been an absolutely light delight hosting the show, How Time Flies. And now we have our regular motoring feature. Um, you know, so basically, we, whether you're a petrol head or simply love the smell of a new car, we've got Daily Mavericks motoring journalist Melinda Ferguson. She's here with us until nine to give us the lowdown on some of the latest cars on the road. And of course, keep us up to date with the latest in the motoring industry. Now, Melinda, of course, I mean, you're really a jack of all trades. I mean, yeah, I thought you an award-winning uh-huh. publisher only, a journalist. Um, I remember your stories in True Love, which is many, many moons ago, Melinda. But you're also a car expert. Wow. Oh, Crystal, I'm a crazy woman. I have so many little pots burning. I sometimes wonder, um, am I a millennial or even a Gen Z? Because, like, I think that's the trend with the young people to do as many things as possible. But I just love all the stimulation. Yes, it's like you you really have all the side hustles, Melinda. But on that side hustle issue this week, you've been cruising in the BMW X1. So give us a bit of history of this car. Okay, so I'd, I flew up to Pretoria, uh, Joburg first, then we went to Pretoria, and it was a lot of excitement because this is a completely new generation. It's not just a little upgrade. There's a whole new generation that's just been launched in South Africa. Um, it first came onto the scene in 2009. Um, it was the smallest SUV that BMW had uh, manufactured up to that point, and it was just below the X3. Um, it, I think it was aimed at a customer who was looking for like a smaller a smaller car. It also at that stage had rear-wheel drive, and um, it had a lower price tag, obviously, than the, than the X3. Then by about 2014, BMW had sold over 700,000. So it was obviously very successful for the German brand. The second generation came in 2016. And this was interesting because it shared the same platform as the Mini Countryman. And up to date, it sold 2.7 million units and probably a couple more after I've finished with it. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think the new one has just, it's increased in size. It's much it's much better tech wise, but let me not get into all that because now I'm just talking like a monologue. So that's basically the history. Yes, interesting. Um, um, Melinda went to the German. It was a German embassy function, and they literally had all these cars outside, and they wanted us to drive in it. And so myself and another friend, we just sat in the car, and I was like, "Ooh, very comfortable." So this is what they were trying to get us to to buy. But so just tell us more, Melinda, because I'm not a petrol head. I just have a, as they say on the Cape Flats, a little jalopy to take me from point A yeah. to point B. So how does it stand up against its competitors? So we're looking at the Volvo XC40, which I love. I mean, listen, it's difficult actually to say which one is better here because these are all very, very good premium kind of smaller SUVs. You've also got the Audi Q3, another great car. The Mercedes GLA. I guess if I if I wanted to say my least favorite, it would probably be the Mercedes. Um, sorry, Mercedes. <laughs> um, Lexus UX, which I drove recently, also a brilliant little 
gorgeous, very detailed, very smart um, sort of compact SUV. And then you've got, of course, the Jaguar E-Pace, which is a brilliant car. So I think this kind of segment is really about a brand savvy kind of customer who's going to either be a Jag slag, <laughs> Jag slag, or a Audi queen or a Volvo. Uh, anyway, listen, I mean, I nearly said, a Vo- no, I won't say what I was about no, to say. No, this is a family so, so show, Melinda. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you hearing me? Yes, I can. Now, I'm saying this is a family show, which brings me to your ne- to the <laughs> next issue here, Melinda. Who actually is the target market? Is it your yummy mummy? Is it, as you say, you know, someone who knows about cars? You know, who would you say are, like, would be the target market? I think the X1 definitely has like a cross-gender appeal. It's definitely very nice for a man. And it's very, very lacquer for a woman. So I think they've been very clever. BMW has that kind of genderless appeal. Um, it's, it's obviously someone who's got good taste, who doesn't want to be driving in a jalopy. <laughs> yeah. Crystal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And someone who has got some money, but who might not have as much money to buy, say, the, the, the X3. So I think it, there's a trend at the moment for people buying down. Mm. So people who might have been buying the X3 or X5 are going, do we really need so much space? It's still a BMW, but um, it's not going to cost an arm and a leg as maybe one of the bigger ones would. Mm. And so the million dollar question, Melinda, where did you take it out and how did it feel? Okay, so before I even give you that answer, I think for the petrol heads, and I definitely know there are a lot of them who are tuned in because I get stopped in shopping centers sometimes saying, oh, I love your car show and it's so nice to hear a woman speaking. Uh, I hope the men are all sitting up listening. So so, so I just want to talk to you quickly about the engine because that's very important. Okay. Um, there the, the are two, two engines available. There's a petrol and a diesel. Um, in... Globally, there's actually also a hybrid and an electric one, which I'm really, really keen to drive. And I think we're going to get that one in, say, June or July this year in South Africa. But the petrol is called an S-Drive 18i. It's got a 1.5-litre three-cylinder turbo petrol engine. It produces 115 kilowatts and 230 newton meters of torque. And it it drives via an eight-speed auto transmission. Obviously, there's no manual. And then there is a fabulous, the X1 S-Drive 18D, which stands for the diesel. That's a two-liter, four-cylinder turbo diesel. It delivers 110 kilowatts and a whopping 360 newton meters. Um, And so, to get back to your question, we were dropped off at the airport where we all flew in from from Cape Town um, to Joburg, and then we drove to Pretoria. We drove kind of in the surrounding area. We actually went to Bronkospreit. I happened to see the Hindu temple, which I had never seen before, and it was absolutely uh, amazing. If you haven't seen the temple in Broncos mm. Sprite, you, ne- you really need to go. Very gorgeous. And so we got a lot of time to drive. We drove, a hu- you know, hundreds of kilometers in both the petrol and the diesel. 
Okay. So, yeah, I never made it to the temple in my three years in Joburg, Melinda. So I, I do, hopefully, next time. Um, so, I mean, in your opinion, would it hold out as well on um, as if you drive in the city? Because obviously, Bronkospreit is quite a distance from, from Joburg, at least. Listen, I'm now going to quickly correct myself. I said Hindu temple. Uh, I meant the Buddhist the temple. The Buddhist temple, yes. I am very, very sorry. I mean, anyone who's listening would go, no, she doesn't know what she's talking about. The Buddhist temple in Bronkospreit. Mm. Big mistake. Sorry. Okay, so you said would it hold out? Listen, it's a. I particularly like the diesel. I felt that it had a stronger engine. Mm. Obviously, it's more fuel efficient. I mean, it would be a great car to drive in the city and on long distances. It, 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 it you know, it's a BMW engine. They, they know how to create really good engines. And so I found it to be incredibly good on open road, especially the diesel, as I said. And the fuel efficiency, mm. um, you know, often the manufacturer claims something and then you actually drive it and you go, yeah, well, that's nothing like I'm getting. So for the diesel, BMW um, claimed five liters to a hundred and absolutely to my surprise, I managed to keep it around 5.2, 5.3, driving it quite hard. So, so that was a really good bit of news with the price of petrol and diesel going up again. Mm. So Melinda, so we always know safety is always a big consideration. So how's your safety rating and what are some of the safety features? I mean, once again, the Germans, <laughs> they really know, you know, what to do when it comes to safety. So, of course, this, this X1 is full of great safety si- systems. You've got like cruise control, obviously. You've got front collision warning if something is crossing in your path. You've got park assist, which gives you a reverse camera, which I am so reliant on. And um, you've also got things like steer and lane control assist, uh, you've got a stop and go function, which you know saves fuel when you when you get to say a robot, the car switches off and then it switches on automatically. You've got the heads up display, which you can see what your speed is on the windscreen. You know you just see a little a little image, which means you don't have to keep looking down. You can just look straight ahead. You've got so much stuff, Crystal. I mean, you've got you've also got something which I found very interesting. A remote theft recorder. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> for South Africa. <laughs> okay. So you you basically, if someone's trying to steal your car, uh, there's a there's this like interior camera, which is linked to your phone, and then it triggers an alarm system, and the owner can then basically, you know, get to know that this car is being stolen and alert people, which I think is pretty awesome. That's so Mzanzi, Melinda, so Mzanzi. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you, you I mean, you have lots of cars and you know lots of cars, but what do you really like and love about it? I really liked um, the, inter- I mean, I like what it looks like. I like that it's grown, it's grown taller, it's grown wider, it's grown longer. There's a 50 liters more boot space. So I think it's edging very close to the X3. And, um, you know, I I always thought it was a little bit of a cramped car, and now they've really expanded it. So I like the size. And then I really liked this, like, premium vibe inside the the, the new X1. It's got a very upmarket 
kind of leather, beautifully designed cabin. Um, you've got this kind of curved display. Um, it's a smart 10.25 digital instrument cluster. It's got a 10.7-inch infotainment touchscreen. And it's it's got a very, very good um, operating system. It's, a, it's the latest BMW 8 system. And then, of course, your infotainment system. You can have Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, obviously Bluetooth, but you can also do everything via voice control. So you don't have to push buttons. You just push one button and basically tell the BMW what you want. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I really like the tech, I think. Oh, wow. So uh, could there be any room for improvement, Melinda, in your humble opinion? You know, I think maybe if I think about the petrol um, derivative, it would have been nice to have been a little bit more powerful mm. because I didn't find with the diesel derivative that it was lacking power. The petrol one wasn't blowing my mind in terms of like that kind of power that you would hope to have. So I think if anything I'd like to criticize, I would like a few more kilowatts. Mm-hmm. So million dollar question, Melinda, what's the price? The million dollar question is that it's under a million. So this is very good news because we've been doing quite a lot of cars that they like 1.5. I mean, I think I did the Range Rover a couple of, a few months ago that was like in the three millions. So Let's see if you can afford it, darling. Um, You start off with the X1 S-Drive 18i, which is the petrol, and it's the model is called the X-Line, 753 and 45,000 rand. Then you go up to the diesel X-Line, 790, 617 rand. Then you've got your M Sport, which is the top line trim, in the diesel, um, is it's the most expensive one, the one I liked, obviously. Um, that is 830,617 Rand. And you've got your M Sport Petrol, which just comes under 800,793,045 Rand. Ooh, some deep pockets. It's not deep. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, you have a big fan base here in Cape Talk. So a question from a listener. My wife had a Mercedes GLA. Please ask Melinda why she doesn't like the GLA. Melinda, your fans want to know. Yeah, you know, when you say oh, an opinion, they've got an opinion too. Look, it's a very good car in terms. It's a Mercedes. The Mercedes doesn't really, you know, doesn't make bad cars. I didn't like the looks that much. I just think in this category, I think the Volvo XC40 with all its angular lines, it's just a very sexy car. This BMW X1, for me, this new generation has definitely like made it a beefier, more kind of standout car. You know, Mercedes has got such big SUVs. Um, the, the the GLA just for me was always a little bit unimpressive and it's totally to do with aesthetics. So I'm sorry, I'm sure it's, your wife's loved it and there are many GLA fans that are going to go, I love my GLA. Um, it was just a matter of personal taste, really. We love your opinion, Melinda. So last question, what's your score? How would you rate the car? So if I loved the petrol as much as the diesel, I would have given it a 9 out of 10. Mm. Because I loved the diesel a lot more and the petrol less, 
I'm going to give it a very good 8 out of 10. Ooh, that's a high score. That's like an A+. Mm. Excellent. So thank you, Melinda. It was very informative for a non-petrol head and, you know, someone who just goes from point A to point B. I know, now know everything about the BMW X1. I'm going to tell my mommy friends who actually have <laughs> Mercedes that perhaps it's time to move over uh, to the BMW X1. And excellent and informative, Melinda. Have a wonderful, wonderful Saturday. It was so good to speak to you. I hope we do it again. Great stuff.